Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. The Beautiful Game Written by Bob Ramsey. Of course we should form a women's pro soccer league in Canada. Yes, we should. But not like how we did women's pro hockey. This time, let's make it work for the players and for the millions of girls who form pro soccer's growing fan base. It should also work for Canada, of course, which won Olympic gold medals in 2012 in London and 2016 in Rio and hosted the Women's World Cup in 2015 where we set the tournament and team record for attendance in the process with 1,353,506 and 54,027, respectively. Luring over 50,000 fans to a single soccer game in Canada is a big deal. For just one women's soccer game, it's evidence that even six years ago, a market existed for pro-women's soccer here. But that was before Friday. Without even blinking, it seems Canadian women have risen from zeros, they were beaten 9-0 by the U.S. in their early Olympic forays, to heroes. First, though, did you see the Swedish and Canadian players sing their national anthems before the opening kick on Friday? The entire Swedish team were white, blonde, and blue-eyed. I mean, all 11 of them. Talk about a monoculture. Meanwhile, the 11 Canadians had three black women, one trans player, and the rest looked a bit like what Barack Obama called mutts like me. Sweet are the uses of diversity. Even sweeter was hearing Donald Trump rail against the U.S. team's bronze medal performance last week, calling his own countrywomen a radical group of leftist maniacs. They would have won the gold medal instead of the bronze if they weren't woke, muttered Trump. Woke means you lose. Everything that is woke goes bad. And our soccer team certainly has. He took special aim at Megan Rapinoe, calling her the woman with the purple hair and saying she played terribly, despite the fact she netted two huge goals and was the game's leading scorer. But I digress. Back to a league of their own. It seems there are two ways to go pro. One way to make women's pro soccer a national anthem would be to latch on to the top American league, the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL which has 10 teams and plays a 24-game season from April through November. Which Canadian cities would qualify? How about the three that are in the top Americans men league, Major League Soccer, whose 24 teams include the Montreal Impact, Toronto FC, and the Vancouver Whitecaps? We already employ this big dog strategy with men's basketball, the NBA, baseball, the MLB, and hockey, the NHL though not football, the CFL, not the NFL. And, of course, there is no Canadian Pro Women's Basketball League, nor any Canadian teams in the WNBA. A different strategy is to create an all-Canadian and only Canadian league. History suggests this would be hard. Do you remember the Clarkson Cup? 
It was created by former Governor General Adrian Clarkson to be a sort of Stanley Cup honoring the top Canadian women's hockey team. It was first awarded in 2006 in the bright afterglow of the Canadian women's gold medal victory at the Turin Olympics when Canada defeated Sweden 4-1. For the next three years, it got tangled up in rights issues. Then, from 2009 until 2019, it went to the winner of the Canadian Women's Hockey League. But the CWHL went under that year, mainly because it began paying its players. Today, the future of women's hockey in North America is riding on the relationship, sometimes frosty, between the National Women's Hockey League, among whose six teams is the Toronto Six, and the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, the PWHPA, that rose from the ashes of the CWHL. All to say that women's pro anything has been a hard slog. Teams and leagues in North America and Europe have a reliable history of collapse. But do you remember Diana Matheson? She's the Canadian superstar player who's played in three FIFA World Cup finals and three Olympics. You may not recall her because her entire 18-year soccer career has been spent abroad. But she's back. This month, she'll begin her MBA at the Smith School of Business at Queen's, working with a group of business academics on how to bring a pro women's soccer league to Canada. She's looking to build a league that's at least six months, paid salaries, player-driven. As she told Forbes magazine, we can be really innovative in what we can build here. Of course, you've got to get the NWSL coming to town, and hopefully that happens in the near future too. Bums on Seats is not the number one source of revenue in women's sports, so you don't build a league and a team around that. You've got three or four other sources like sponsorship, academies, merchandise you want to monetize before that. I think there's money out there. There's a lot of businesses looking to invest in equity and diversity. Indeed, deep-pocketed companies are on the hunt for sponsorships that can virtue signal their commitment to women and BIPOC as well as create new ways to engage their stakeholders, and especially their employees. But will a women's league work for investors? It doesn't seem to have. But I'm not sure anyone invests in a pro sports team to provide a steady income stream in their retirement. This is a vanity play. And given that by 2024, women will account for half of all of the private wealth in the country, some $2.4 I'd say finding investors women vanity investors, wouldn't be that hard. Of course, men could invest too. Men could invest in women. I know, unheard of. But hey, so was Friday's gold medal. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to ramseyinc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.